From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up War Champ presented by the Corner Pocket Bar Grill. Coming up on today's show, Renegade Express, career-defining games, rule changes, and a question about basketball. Wake Up War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, cptallybar.com here in Tallahassee. You can always pull out your phone, camera app, QR code, snap, snap, goes right to the website. Don't forget daily lunch specials, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., only $8.99. On Thursdays, we have cheesesteak, y'all chicken or steak $8.99 that is comes with a side dish as well straight fries curly fries onion rings potato salad broccoli side salad tater tots or freshly cooked potato chips all this and much more spirits good people good times the corner pocket barn grill tallahassee florida 2475 appalachee parkway wordchant.com ultimate simple sports source thumbs up five star ratings and reviews subscribe $29.99 as good as it's going to get for a while, probably, everybody. So hop on aboard, get involved, because Corey Clark's here, y'all. Corey Clark, how are you, friend? I'm good, buddy. And uh, people would be happy to know that uh, my team did win trivia at Corner Pocket oh! on Tuesday night. Yeah. Let's yep. go. Now, shout out to, well, me, obviously. Yes, um, yes. I'm the anchor. Stephanie was there. Uh, her friends, well, I guess they're my friends, too. Uh, Philip and Hannah. Uh, Philip is a maniac. He's really good at trivia. And then our friend Taylor. It was a great team. It's a, uh, it's one of those teams where we cover each other's blind spots pretty nice. well. Nice. Uh, and it just, yeah, it worked out perfect. I got a couple, well, they had a whole sports round, so I nailed that. Then there was Boy. spelling, which I'm not good at, but we had good spellers. Okay. Um, artsy people, we had them there too. It was just, it was a per- food and drink. Uh, it, it just all worked out, man. It was a, it was a, it's a, it reminded me, remember Trivial Pursuit? Yes. Where Absolutely. like each, there was the arts and literature, there was mm. entertainment, there was sports. It's like we all had our own piece of the pie awesome. that we covered. And uh, yeah, the corner pocket felt our wrath. I mean, it was, uh, it was a pretty impressive display. Teamwork, making the dream work. Mm. Amen, like. brother. So, that's Tuesdays at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Tonight is bingo. You mm. always check that out as well. So Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, show them some love, show them some love, y'all. All right, since the last time we rendezvous, this will be a uh, mailbag show. We'll be back Friday as well to do another show. We'll do, we'll try to do at least three. I don't know. Shoot, I think the offseason's over, right, Corey? I think next week we're going to kind of start ramping up. At least Tom Lang has said to, he's going to probably be firing the cannons. So we'll need to be prepared uh, to maybe go into a little bit of overdrive here. But, yeah, I think Friday will be the luncheon, right? Or is Friday tour of duty saturday lunch i don't know but we got spring football coming up y'all so mm. time to make sure you're subscribed dialed in check out warchant.com plenty of content going up on the site uh, apparently since the last time we talked i don't even know some sort of website entity uh, released a list of this the best quarterbacks or something in the country jordan travis was sixth i, I gotta look it up just so i can see how a- angry i'm supposed to be although i saw a lot of comments on youtube and they're kind of like eh, i'm not that mad about it only it's that bad so Everyone's kind of a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, grounded. Well, and when you grounded. when you look at the names, it's not like you would be like they're not outlandish. Um, Bo Nix, though, know. is Bo Nix in front of him? Yes, that okay. that would be the one where you'd be like, all right, man, really? 
but we're also uh we're also um you know tinted by our perception of him is tinted by what we saw at auburn uh, but yes. he actually was good last year at Oregon. Yeah. Um, and then the kid at Washington, I, I, I would probably have Jordan in front of him. Uh, Penix, isn't that his name? From yes. Indiana, Michael then went Penix. to Washington. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, they're, they're, you know, look, I think there's a clear number one. Maybe Drake May is clear number two. I don't know. But I know who the clear number one is, and it's the dude that won the Heisman. After that, I think the next five or six are all, to me, kind of interchangeable. Mm. They're all really good football players that, Produced a lot of points and yards last year. I think I was listening to McShay, Todd McShay of ESPN on the Ryan Rosillo podcast, and there was, or no, I think it was uh, Albert Breer. Yeah, Albert mm -hmm. Breer, yeah. NFL Network. And he was saying that there's some, you know, whatever. And it could be one or it could be two guys out of 32 teams. But there's rumblings that some teams are like, you know, I'll punt this year on a quarterback in the draft so I can get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Like Breer's like, I, I am pretty sure, like he's like, what I'm hearing right now is that Caleb Williams and Drake May will probably go in the top five of next year's draft. I'm like, really? I watched Drake May against Miami. Was not impressed at all. At all. Uh, but, hey, that was just one game, and maybe that Kevin Seal defense showed up for one week. Don't think mm. so. Don't think that's the case. Uh, also, Adam Fuller was on the Jeff Cameron show. Uh, you should have checked that out, everybody. And there's a sort of a synopsis Ira banged out on the website as well. Uh, the riddle, the riddle is settled in there, everybody. Apparently, so Duke Cooper is moving to safety. Mm. Um, and when I said, think about Jordan, he's you're close. Jordan's thirteen, so's Duke. Fuck. What so, are you doing that for? What are you doing that for? What? Just what? Oh, playing games with our listeners. Well, like I, mean, that. I mean, I don't know. Listen, Ira knew about this like weeks ago, and I don't know. Again, I'm in a car with Ira. Ira tells me everything, and then sometimes like, hey man, you can't tell anybody this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine. But he didn't say anything. He didn't caveat it at all. And I, right. but I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, betray the confidence of Irish O'Fell. So we we got that. Plenty more. Uh, check out the interview. Check out the right. It sounds like Adam Fuller betrayed his confidence. <laughs> Just out there giving it away. Uh, That's interesting. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? I guess we should maybe pause and let that breathe for a minute. It's um, yeah. You know, not, look, this right? was a, but it was a guy that was so good as a corner his first year, and then as we talked about numerous times last year, just looked lost. And not good um, for. And again, I'm not just talking about the catches he gave up. It was a practice. It was a thing we saw in practice. Like, man, what's going on? Like one on ones, he was just getting run past. Yeah. And just not, just not, didn't look anything like the guy that I saw in the spring and then uh, spring of 2022 and then the the fall of 2021. It just didn't look like that guy. And then it never got better really all season. Um, so he's clearly a guy that has some skill though. Has some ball skills, has some talent, and yeah, a change of scenery might be a good idea. You know, we knew, we figured there had to be somebody yes. uh, that that got moved there, and and he, it, to me, it was either he or he or Azaria were the two that made the most sense. Azaria just for his body type, uh, but Amarian Cooper because I didn't, I couldn't foresee a, a way that he played a lot next year. You know what I mean? Like, who, who's he going to... He's he's not going to be in front of AZ Thomas. He's not going to be in front of Bernardo Green. He's not going to be in front of Fentrell Cypress or Jarian Jones. All those guys went past him. Or, for that matter, Kevin Knowles or Greedy Vance. So he was seventh, at least, in your cornerback room. And now he becomes, what, number three or number four in your safety room? Yeah. So he's got, he's got a better chance to play. And maybe he takes to it uh, and plays really well there. Like, Akeem Dent was a corner he I mean he again he's not been Leroy Butler at safety 
but he's been a two-year starter that's had some moments and some nice plays and a pretty consistent figure in your defense. So maybe Marion Cooper can make a similar uh, uh, transformation to safety. What about Dennis Briggs, I guess, full-time now, interior defensive lineman? I just Yeah, I to me, that makes the most sense. Um, does it, though? I mean, they've got a lot of guys there now. Well, they have a lot of guys at DN, too, and I, I just – I've never seen it, and again, it's it's not his fault. It's maybe me. It's the eye of the beholder. Um, I've never seen that explosiveness that I would want from a defensive end in 2023 college football. Mm. Um, I need somebody that can beat tackles and put pressure on the quarterback. Um, I, I just don't see that kind of explosiveness out of him to be a starting or a contributing uh, defensive end at, at, Flor at a place like Florida State. Uh, and I also think that, you know, the best he, I, I same thing though, right? Like I guess where where, where does he start next year? Yeah. You've got yeah. Fisk and Lovett, Jackson, Farmer. and Farmer, right? Yeah. So he's competing probably with Farmer for second team reps. That seems to me more doable than competing with Patrick Payton for second team reps. Um, you know, and it's just I guess you know they I, that that does take away a big body on the at the defensive end. I don't think they have anybody. Yeah. They don't have anybody else like that, right? No. Like Leonard Warner's not here anymore. Um, they don't have one of those guys necessarily that's an edge setter. Uh, but they do have some. Maybe the the kid that transferred from South Carolina will be that guy. Oh, Gilbert um, Edmond. Yeah. 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 Because I don't think Dennis Briggs was going to beat him out either. Right. So, or McClendon, or Peyton, or Jared Burst, clearly. So, he was either going to be fifth at defensive end he has a chance now to, I think, be at least battle for fourth uh, defensive tackle. And he'll, and he'll probably be in the rotation, right? He's played a lot of football, and it's important, man. We talked to Dennis Briggs last year. It, it's important for him to know what you want him to be so he can get his, uh, his body adjusted to that. Being a, you know, the, he kind of was playing it like he didn't know whether he was supposed to be a tackle or a defensive end, so he, it felt like he kind of kept his body in the middle. Right. Like, well, I don't want to get too heavy. That might be a defensive end. Well, I don't want to be too light because I might be a tackle. Now he knows he's a tackle. So go eat as much. What are we wanting for? Protein? We want sodium? What do yeah. we want him to fill his body with? Protein, Aslan? protein, protein. Okay, balance, well, sodium too. You want a little bit of sodium. Yeah. Um, so get, you, the, uh, you know, a healthy amount. But yeah. yeah, put some weight on. Muscle, fat, whatever you have to do, man, get bigger because you're. that's the only way you're going to get on the field. You got to be, you can't be a 275-pound defensive tackle. Yeah, well said, man. Uh, Briggs has played in over 1,100 snaps in his career, so uh, you know maybe finally figuring out where home is for him uh, will make him, you know, settle in and, and be a bit bit of a more contributor. So he graded out at 68 this last year, so not bad, not bad at all. So skies limit. Uh, by the way, real quickly, somebody commented on YouTube was like, "Hey, man, it'd be really great if you guys put timestamps and let us know what you guys are talking about." Um, and somebody actually like went in there and, and really banged out some timestamps, like for every two minutes. But we oh. do, everybody. They're there. They are there on YouTube, on the Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we put timestamps in there, so they're they're available. Use them. You just have to click like the description or something. Correct. And it shows up. Well okay. said, Corey. Well there you said. Go. All right, let's. Um, oh, and also baseball one, eleven to two, which mm. uh, midweek games were an adventure last year. So to go on the road and hammer out eleven runs. Against, I guess you were saying, maybe one of the better arms that the Dolphins have, J.U. So, uh, cool. I like it. Supers, Link. Supers. We'll figure it out once we get there. 
Yeah, it was uh, the, uh, the the transfer from, I think he's from Wake Forest, uh, came in and pitched really well. Oh, he Oxford, yeah, Brennan Oxford. Yeah, he didn't get to pitch much uh, in the in the first weekend. but I think he won batter, maybe. But he uh, he pitched really well uh, against, Jackson, uh, against Jacksonville. And then, yeah, the offense, man. Uh, Cam Smith hit another home run. Mm. The, uh, oh, the freshman hit a home run. The one, I don't know if you've seen him. I think it's Jordan Williams is his name. Okay. He leans in, like when he's batting left handed he's a switch hitter, I think. And when he's batting left-handed, as the pitcher is in the stretch looking to get the sign, he's, he's doing the exact same pose to the pitcher. So he's leaning like on his front foot, like looking like he's getting the sign. And then when the pitcher raises up to like come set, he gets into his batting stance. I've never seen anybody do that before. It's pretty cool. It might also get him hit. Are thrown at a couple of times, but I like it, man. I, I've never seen anybody else do that. But he hit a bomb. Uh, Cam Smith, again, to right field, which is really, really encouraging. A dude that big with that strong, the fact that he's not trying to pull everything, he knows that his power is to right center field, and he's plenty strong to hit it out of any park. Good to see. Good yeah. to see. Cam Smith, three of six at the plate. Tibbs, two for five. Diamez, Ross yeah. was three of four, so... Banging out hits, man. Just playing the hits. 15 of them. Two errors, though. But, again, I'll clean it up. I'll, yeah. give, I'll give time yeah. on that. I'm fine. 4 yeah. 0. Knowles now going to what? Dallas Fort Worth take on uh, TCU. So, and from the frying pan to the fire. Best of luck. We won't, we won't hold it against you yeah. too much. Yeah, TCU is pretty good. That's going to be a, that's a really good challenge for those guys. All right, let's get to it. Renegade Express. Let's go to the basketball one first, I guess. It's first in line, Corey. That's how we do it. First in, first out. Random underscore John. Good morning, Azon and Corey. Hope you both are ready for shirtless picture season. <laughs> it's fast approaching, isn't it, Azon? It, is. it is. Which, we're good. We got vitamin energy on our side, which the, the freight shipment came in, Corey. I and, saw. Uh, yeah, I sent you a photo. Came on a pallet. And, dude, not only did they give us all these new flavors and potions, they gave us all this swag. I mean, there's... Six different shirt styles for men, like tanks, oh. uh, different T-shirts, uh, blue, red, black, small, medium, okay. large, X-large, right. sunglasses, hats, koozies, everything. Also, women's apparel. Okay. So maybe some stuff you want Steph to, you know, spice some stuff up. She can, you know, put some stuff on. She's comfortable with it. And, you know, you Is it that it. kind of stuff? Well, not like Victoria's Secret, but like some sporty, you know, tank top-ish, low-cut. Okay. Midriff okay. kind of stuff. Which, Sounds like stuff I could wear. Yeah, man. I don't mind bearing my midriff. I'm all about that life. Uh, I say this random underscore John continues knowing that Ham is not getting any younger, and I love what he has done here. Now that it seems all but certain that FSU's basketball team has decided to be worse uh, than any team this school has fielded, are you still the opinion that keeping him is right? I know what he did for this team. I know what he's built. Uh, so what happens if he's given one more year? Then what? What if next year looks like this and sets us back even further? Is that what we want? What does another year even look like? Are they really going to jettison the scholarship players in mass and say you're not good enough, bring on a bunch of new transfers who we all hope are amazing? This feels a lot like blindfolding yourself in a dark room and trying to hit bullseye on the dartboard. Seriously, in your opinion, what does another year with Ham get us? How can we possibly make FSU competitive next year? Those are all fair points. I, I think they can be competitive. Will they be a championship contender like they were three years ago? Absolutely not. Um, will they be on their way to being a championship contender? I would think probably not because I would think 
my personal opinion is either next year, or the year after that, is going to it has to be his last year. He's going to be seventy five years old, um, and I think you get to a point where it's uh you know you you've got to there's there's going to be some conversations uh, after the season going into next season about what this thing is going to look like, um, and I'm of the opinion that well number one if you fired him and brought in a new staff you're not do you're not going to be all that competitive next year anyway. You know what I mean? It's not like you're blowing up some something that somebody's going to turn around immediately and turn into something great. Um, but again, I, I don't know how else to say it other than the portal is out there and you can go from awful to decent in the portal. And I think, and I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority. I know the man. He's been very good to me. I've known him for 15 years and I know that colors the way I think about this. Um, I am of the opinion that if you if he can go out decently, you try to make that happen. Yeah, this is a debacle, and I, I just would be very sad for him um, and his coaching staff and all the players that he coached over the years if Leonard Hamilton's last year looks like this. Um, I, I just it would make me sad. Now, is that the way to run an athletic program? Do do tears um, mean anything? No. Um, so I'm just speaking from as a human being, as somebody that knows the man, that likes him a lot, that appreciates everything he did for Florida State and the kind of program he's had for the last 20 years, that maybe you allow him a chance to get it right or to go out better. Get it right makes it sound like you give him a five-year, if he has a good year next year, you give him a five-year, a five-year extension. To go out better than this. That said, there would be an understanding that... If it looks anything like this again next year, we might not wait till the end of March or the beginning of March to make a change because we want to get ahead of the curve and go get ourselves a coach. I might be looking for a replacement even as he's coaching next season, depending on what the conversations are, man. It's just 75 is a long, is a old to be trying to rebuild for the third time at one school, which is essentially what he'd be doing. Um, that's just, uh, but you can go in the portal. The Ganey kid will help if he can come back, if he gets the extra year, which I, I assume he will. Um, Cam Fletcher, Matthew Cleveland might still be here. And you, you get some other pieces. You could have a competitive team. And honestly, at this point, I know it's defeatist. It's not how sports is supposed to be. I just want them to go out competitively. Like if they're a bubble team, okay, man, fine. And they're on the wrong side or the right side of the bubble. As long as they're in the bubble, that means they're close to 18 or 19 wins. They've had some nice moments. They haven't. That's that's that to me is almost at this point best case scenario for the Leonard Hamilton. Absolutely, tenure. absolutely. And that's sad, right? Yeah. You don't want you you don't and also you're running an athletic program and you're run, this is a basketball team. You don't want to go into a season saying okay, the best we can do is maybe get to the bubble. Like well then, and does this help us any for? Does this help us get any closer to competing for championships in 2025 and 2026 if we bring Leonard Hamilton back in 23-24? And the answer to that is, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. But on the same token, don't you think sometimes, and it, look, it's not a charity. My man's making millions of dollars. Um, I think I think just in this particular instance, if there's if there's some, whatever the conversation is, I wouldn't be upset if they gave him a chance to have a reclamation year so he doesn't go out with this embarrassing team. 
But this is my thing, I, though. I understand the opposite viewpoint too. In the in the current state, it it does feel very glum that he would go out like this. But on the totality of his career, I don't think anybody like oh Leonard Hamilton, all the great stuff that he did, Oklahoma State, Miami, Florida State. Oh man, that last year though, you know, ugh. it won't be talked about. But him as a competitor, does he want to walk away? Right now, you know, if he doesn't want to, I think he's earned the right to carry on for at least one more season. But, Corey, who do you recruit? How do you recruit when they know his age, they know the temperature of his seat? Like, who's going to really want to even come here that's, I don't know, I mean, unless he gets one-and-done guys in some sort of NIL collective just goes nuts, goes ham for ham, if you will. Mm, I just yeah. don't even know like what kind of even good caliber transfer you could really get in here to to fix it. Like, all right, I mean, we love Leonard Hamilton, but these kids aren't going to be like, yeah, I want to come here and help this guy out. Like, it doesn't work like that. So I don't know what next year looks like. I don't even know what kind of caliber player he could get in the transfer portal, but surely better pieces, something a little bit more cohesive that fills in some gaps rather than kind of this mishmash of whatever they're rolling out there on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And, and honestly, if I'm the AD, if I'm Michael Alford, and Leonard says, I don't want to retire, I want to keep coaching, I would be, I, I would say, that's fine, coach. Yeah. But we do have to have an exit strategy that we have to talk about because you are 75, you are going to be 75 years old going the next year. Oh, yeah, and you just lost more games than any coach in FSU history for one season. Yeah. Whoops. And that's an embarrassment to you. That's an embarrassment to the program you built. And... If so, understand that you don't get to coach in perpetuity. If it looks anything like this again next year, it will be your last year. And I don't want to fire you. Nobody wants to fire Leonard Hamilton, man. He's done too much. He's too good a dude. But Michael Offord has a job to do as well. And you've seen those crowds. Men's basketball is a money maker. It's not football. It's not anywhere close to football, but they do expect to make some money there. And three years ago, they had they had great, unbelievable crowds. And now you look at it, and it's just the it's the absolute definition of apathy, and it, that can erode and corrode a program that it can take years to build back up. So that would be my concern, and I would be frank with Leonard and say, I'm not firing you this year. That there's no, and I, I would think that, I honestly think that'd be unfair. It's one awful season. The last year was a bad season, but guys, we can't paint over the fact that they did lose all their players to injury. Malik Osborne, Anthony Polite, on and on and on. Like they lost so many games to injury, like real key people. Um, and then this year hasn't been great either, but last year was an abomination with injuries. So you, that's kind of an excuse. This year, even with those injuries, not an excuse to look this bad. But it's also not an excuse to just fire a guy that's built up, in my opinion, a lot of really goodwill. But now you're on the clock, man. You know, this is Bobby Bowden never had a year like this. You know, he was fired after a, what would be the equivalent of a 16 and 14 season. He wasn't fired after 2 and 10, which is what this would be. Well, actually, this would be 0 and 12. You're, talk, you're setting the record for school losses in a year. So Bowden didn't let his program get this bad, and he was fired. Now, also, Bowden's program deteriorate over the course of a decade. This has been two years. They were in the Sweet 16 two years ago. So I just think he deserves a chance for one more year to get it right. I also think the other side is true, that if it, if the, if it does not get right next year, then yeah, there will be a real conversation had, and you, you might have to do the ugly thing of firing Leonard Hamilton. But what do we care? What do we care? Because that's not on the table, Aslan. Mm. Points move. 
They're going to the Final Four next year. Points Mill. Caleb Mills, most outstanding player of the Final Four next year. And uh, I haven't looked up where the Final Four is uh, in 24, but we'll, we'll be there. You got things to do. You got to be at your best. That's why Vitamin Energy is here to help you out with special formulas that give you extra immune support and recovery. Vitamin Energy is specifically designed to keep you going stronger and longer. It supports weight loss, gives you up to seven plus hours of energy. It also tastes great. Mango, Corey. Lots of mm. mango. We've got a pink berry. Haven't tried the pink berry yet, but it's on the uh, focus formula. That's coming up on the deck over here at the Midtown offices. No sugar crash. Super convenient to drink and take with you anywhere. Fits in your clutch. I figured out. It does fit in the clutch. Shout out to whoever emailed me and told me that. Oh. Also, again, fast acting helps out the immune. Corey, they also sent us eight hours sleep. Kind of excited. It's got uh, six natural ingredients, including valerian root and melatonin to help you fall asleep quickly and for eight hours into the night. So what you waiting for, everybody? Use the promo code WARCHANTBOGO, B-O-G-O, at the end of WARCHANT, and buy anything on the Vitamin Energy website at vitaminenergy.com and get one free. It's easy as so, that. So what if you drink the seven-hour energy and then immediately drink the eight-hour sleep? That might be who wins. We got to do that for maybe the interns. They'll be part of their hazing. (laughs) That's a good point. Yes. See if they fall asleep, if they get one extra hour of sleep or one less hour, however it works. There'll be a battle in your uh, body there. Try it, everybody. War Champ Bogo is the promo code over at vitaminenergy.com. Florida State alums leading the charge over there, helping us out, offering that great promotion to all you folks. Vitaminenergy.com. Give it a shot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Colorado, Noel Corey. Gentlemen, no real question to pose. Just been quite some time since I've had the opportunity to post or listen, so I want to take this opportunity with, to wish both of you and all the Knowles listening a fabulous day. Go Knowles. Man, what a sentiment. Shout just out, out of Colorado. nowhere, just wishing fabulous days to people. Yeah. I wish the world was more like Colorado, Noel. Right. I was thinking that too, man, when I, the shipment showed up, like our guy Danny at Zaxby's, when he was the guy sponsoring the show, made all those T-shirts with our faces on it. Our guy Ed and Brett and Courtney over at DeLuna Coffee mm. made those tumblers with our logo on it. And then Vitamin Energy just sends us all this merch, like all this all this nice stuff. Like you guys are already paying us, but then you're also doing nice things on top of it. They like us, Corey, or they really like you. I just get to hang on to your coattails. So it's no, really that's cool. not true. They like you too, Aslan. They Tether like you yourself, too. kids. Tether yourself to someone who's likable. It's good. It's like a human shield. Mm, there you go. Let's go to Very Naples. Nice. Ah, Mark M. Adam sees. He almost called you Adam. Adam check. Sorry, bud. Wake up. It is President's Day week indeed. Kind of crazy to me that my kids were off school. My office was closed as well for President's Day. There should be a war chant day concerning all the hours you guys put in to create uh, way better content than the meaningless stuff we hear on the news. Anyways, mm. that was my rant. Back to FSU. In 2023, who leads the team in tackles? Who leads the team in receiving yards? Thanks for keeping the show moving. Spring ball right around the corner. Go Knowles. Tatum Bethune? I mean, that's the, yeah, him or Deloach. I'm going to say Deloach. Okay. I'm going to go with Deloach. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. 
uh, either him or Duke Cooper. Maybe Duke Cooper just thrives at safety and, and becomes the next Jamie Robinson. And then uh, I don't, Shaheen Brown's not a bad guess there either. Dark really. Horse, okay, I like yeah. it. I like it. And then uh, Johnny Wilson. Yeah. I mean, just maybe Winston, right? If I just want to be provocative, I guess, and, you know, uh, be contrarian on the show here. I am looking forward to see what that looks like. Oh, Winston Wright in the slot. Yeah. I, which I, I assume that's where he'll be. I could be wrong. He might be out wide. He might take the place of Pokey. And then Pittman's your slot guy. Um, so you got all three of those dudes on the field at the same time. But I, I'm I'm really genuinely curious to see what he looks like uh, come March 6th when we get to watch them practice. Jamie had 99 tackles last year. Tatum Bethune, 84. Deloach, 65. That's one, two, and three. Mm. Your leading tacklers. So... Akeem Dent? No. 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 I think it's one of those three that we named. One of those two. Bethune. We said Deloach and Bethune. I think uh, Shaheen Brown is a dark horse. All right. I like it. I like it, Corey. Very nice. Island Chief. Wake up. February. Just like in the days of Bobby, Norvell out firing up the fan base. Norvell said these were the first losing seasons he has ever suffered. From that day when he was 3-10, and 10, taking Corey's question about the message to recruits. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because 0-4. Man. How impressive is it that he kept the locker room? How big was 4th and 14 to keeping the fans? Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, 4th and 14, right? That's when, they, when, they, when game day comes to Tallahassee, Corey, right, they're going to show that play and then show your guys' exchange. Right, I mean that's that's the whoever does the Rinaldi stuff, the Wojciechowski, Gene Wojciechowski, his those are the video elements in the story that are going to like drive home what I he. I feel endured. like it's probably like a twenty-minute feature on uh, me and Norvell. Just the whole thing, just raw. I mean, it's take the whole entire press. Well, but also like get maybe a little bit of my backstory. Yeah, yeah. You know, show me walking across the campus. You know, something while they talk about he grew up a Florida State fan and then went to Georgia by way of and all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, cover Jimbo Fisher and then they get into Norvell. I mean, we all know that story. So it'd be focused mainly on me and then it would show that moment and it would break it down. It would have us watch that moment. In fact, guys, you can go on YouTube and watch the video we did of he and I breaking it down together last year, Mm -hmm. last year around this time. I feel like we did the video where we, he and I broke down that, uh, the, uh, that it wasn't a rant that answer to my question. Um, but yeah, that, that has to be the game day, uh, I don't know. Well, there's. I can't even think of a, a, a number two option that's close. It's got to be the Clark Norvell dynamic and how it completely changed the program. They're 15 and six since I saved the program. You're welcome, everybody. But but real question. It, it is very impressive. The 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 both. But first, the the keeping the locker room. Um, it's a very, minor miracle. Very big. It's a minor yeah. miracle. Well, look, man. They had if the, that Syracuse game came at the perfect time. That was the worst ACC team on their schedule. They were 0-4. They desperately needed a win. They tried to give it away. The scramble, the two scrambles by Jordan and our man Fitzmagic making that game-winning kick, those were enormous. Enormous. That, that's an enormous win. I, I am convinced that they lose that game. They could very well just go off the cliff. No. But they won that game, got a little confidence and belief in themselves, and then went and stunned everyone in North Carolina. And then all of a sudden, the, prog- you know, the program is on its way back. Like literally it was those two weeks. Uh, but it's very impressive that he got his team to play that hard and care that much for the, you know, starting off. zero and four, 
I think Jermaine Johnson had a lot to do with that. Again, when your best player is one of your hardest workers, that that can only be good for a for a program. It could be good for an office, anything. Your most talented person is your hardest worker. That just it. I just can't tell you how important that is. Um, and then uh, the fourth and fourteen, man. What? Yeah, that was it. That was his marquee win. Obviously, he didn't have many to choose from until twenty twenty two. But the the fortitude they showed after blowing a lead, being down essentially to their last play, and then going and winning the game over their rival, getting their rival coach fired. Um, that yeah, that was a that was a really really good moment for Mike Norvell. It's I, it definitely got the fan base back on its his side. I mean, we all read the posts though, and the emails and the tweets in June and July of last year. It's not like the fan base was all on the bandwagon, yeah. But it got a few people on the bandwagon. Some of them them jumped off after the Florida game, but it was certainly more full than it would have been if they had lost to Miami and Florida in 2021. Also got Manny fired and then made the university overextend themselves and perhaps uh, plunge themselves into bankruptcy, getting Mario and all this stuff. Mm, so yep. two yeah. for one on that one. Andrew Parchment for life. Yeah. yeah. Armchair Osceola. Wake up. Aslan. We've got Corey taking Stephanie on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Where are you going this summer that is exotic, relaxing, and memorable and perhaps could be suitable for a female accompaniment? Who asked this? Armchair Osceola. Probably a man asking that. <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to say it sounded almost like a, like a invite, like yeah. a trying to yeah. fish for an invite. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yet. I don't have anything really kind of uh, mapped out yet for the summer. Uh, but I think the boys want to do something over in uh, Europe, so might might do that. Uh, I'll let you know though. I'll keep it posted. Thank you for asking about my personal life. Though. I appreciate it. Not my. Have you ever life. been on a vacation with a girlfriend? Um. No. I mean, I went down to Miami with the ex for a wedding, but I don't really count that as vacation. That's, that's count. It's a trip. That's what yeah. I meant. It's just like a trip. Because I was wondering, like, how, say you meet someone in April. Yeah. And y'all, you know, you're dating. You're not boyfriend and girlfriend necessarily, but you're dating. You like each other. How long in the relationship is it, are you comfortable enough to be like, hey, I'm going to Europe. Do you want to come with me? Or are you not even Europe? Yeah. Do you want right. to go, do you want to go to Charleston or Savannah for the weekend? Yeah. I think at my age, pretty quickly, on that yeah. thing, you know, like, all right, like, I'm going to this. You want to come along? I already got the room booked, you know. All you got to do is just, you know, hop in the car or, like, I'll pay for half your ticket or something, you know. Yeah. Pay one way, pay the other. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Which, by the way, I, I uh, you know, Corey, I shouldn't jinx it. But I'm gonna t- I am gonna, just open my mouth, so I'll finish the, the thought. Uh, I, have a, I have a date planned for Thursday. But I had a Let's date go. on Tuesday Uh-oh. with a different person. Okay. So, like, when it happens, it's always – I. it's never just, like, I meet a really cool girl, I go on a really good date. It's, like, I meet a really cool girl, I go on a date with her, and then within, like, 24 hours, I'm on another date. Like, I, I have them planned out. It's not like I hang out with one of them. And I don't know how amazing it could possibly be to where I would cancel the other one because it is just one date. It was just one – it was a drink. Uh, but it was encouraging. It was good. That was Tuesday night. Tonight – Another one. So, like, what well, happens? Do, then all of a sudden, they it's know, like both of them. Do they, do they know what you do? Like, they won't listen. To, either one of them won't listen to this, will they? Maybe. But, I mean, hey, it's it's dating in 2023, Corey. They know what they signed up for. Yeah, but I feel like the the the, the girl you're going out with tonight is going to know you're kind of longing for the girl you saw Tuesday night. Not necessarily. I mean, Not hey, longing, but you know what I mean? Like you're, will make me forget about her then, babe. 
Hey, how about this? Exactly right. So I was going to say this real quick, and then we'll move on. After Stephanie and I's first, so I was on Match.com. We don't, they don't advertise with us. I'm not going to say one way or the other if it was a great, if it was a great experience or not. But I was on Match.com. Stephanie and I, I had, I had actually planned a date with a woman for Memorial Day that Monday. Neither one of us realizing that most of the good restaurants in Tallahassee would be closed. So we ended up canceling it. That was going to be my first ever internet match.com date was that one. And then it got, we had to move it because there were no good restaurants open. We ended up moving it to Friday. In the meantime, I had started talking to Stephanie and we really seemed to hit each other, hit, hit it off on, on text. I met her Thursday. Yeah. And, uh, no Wednesday. So I met her on Wednesday. We went out for drinks. We had a very good first time, first date, whatever. It was so good. In fact, that I then texted the woman that I was supposed to see two days later and say, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I actually weirdly kind of met someone and I want to see where this goes. I want to give her, uh, you know, I want to give her the respect and not go out on a a date with someone else because I thought there was a connection with us. I'm really, really sorry. And she was fine because we had exchanged nine texts. It wasn't like, uh, I did make her laugh once, but that was a whole other story. (laughs) That's what I do. I'm good on the texts. But anyway, back to the football. Oh, that's great. So Corey's, Corey's the nice guy. I am not the nice guy. In case we didn't know that five years into doing this show together, buddy. We all well, no, I just don't think you've met your Stephanie yet. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll Touché. know. Touche. Yeah. Much love, Steph. All right. Speaking of travel, armchair Osceola Nola says, FSU Notre Dame Dublin. Absolutely insane. I know we need to keep as many home games as possible, but I would 100% travel to that one. Uh, Drinker DeLuna and your vitamin energy. Hit the like button. Go Knowles. It would be cool. It would be a road game, though. It would not be one of these. You go to a, a foreign city, a foreign country, and it's 50-50, or the, 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 public, the, the general public that's there doesn't have a rooting interest. I can promise you if it's in Dublin, uh, the Irish folks are going to be rooting for the fighting Irish. Uh, and I can't imagine more than 10 or 12 or 14,000 Florida State fans make that trip. So it will be a road game, but yes, it would be an incredible experience. Yeah, everybody will have to tell me how it goes. <laughs> don't say that you'll be there with all of us Corey. come on we'll see we'll see get on the boat uh Lang, wake up good morning fellas in honor of president's week or president's day week which president would have made a solid football player teddy roosevelt just always looked like a tough sob to me squatty strong good bend i think he would have made a solid fullback or linebacker abe abraham lincoln would have been a decent wideout with his long frame. What say you? I mean, I was going to say uh, Lincoln is a quarterback. Wasn't he like six three? Yeah, he was tall. And back then, Maybe that's like being seven. That. That's like being seven five. Yeah. You can see over everything. Uh, smart guy, clearly uh, analytical. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say that uh, I, I would say that he would be a good. And but the real answer is Gerald Ford. He was the offensive lineman at Michigan. Yeah. Well Back said. when Michigan, you know, won things. Hey-o. So that's that's uh, that's my uh, that's my answer. Is uh, we we don't like to veer into politics too much mm. on this show, mm. um, but I would say Gerald Ford to me is the uh, is the uh, is the answer there because he actually did play football and at a pretty high level. Abraham Lincoln was six four. Give him his yeah. due, Corey. Yeah. Six four. With the hat, he was like six nine. <laughs> 
Imagine that's putting like the virtual the virtual reality set on his hat. You know, with a yeah. great point of view he'd be able to get. Well, it's incredible. Uh, the real answer is William Taft, right? He would have been a good guard, like a good pulling guard. He'd been a mauler. Don't think, I think. he. No, not an athlete, man. Uh-huh. Just because you're big and fat doesn't mean you can go pull and get in front of a running back to mow over a linebacker. I think he's just falling on his face, um, like the the big fat kid in Varsity Blues. By the way, you remember the big Billy? But you remember the other big fat the big fat kid from Remember the Titans? Why he was also on My Name Is Earl. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on uh, Boy Meets World too, wasn't he? Yeah, he, I don't know that show, but I know the, I know he was on My Name Is Earl. He was his brother, and uh, and he was the huge lineman in Remember the Titans that sang the song. Um, and he, you would all recognize him if you saw him. He was in a lot of stuff around 2004. So I I saw he he was on a podcast. I can't remember what it was. A couple years ago, I saw him on YouTube. He is now cut and looks like a bodybuilder. His, oh, he was on Segura's show. Ethan incre- Supley, by the way. Yeah, right? he's he's lost like 300 pounds. He said he got up to 550 pounds at one point. Oh, my gosh. Then he dropped it to 250, then went back up to 450. I mean, I, just incredible what he was doing to his body. But then he got in a really good shape, and now he's all cut. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was a pretty uh, pretty incredible. He doesn't even look like the same dude. It does not look like the same person oh, at all, wow. which oh, you man. can imagine. Poor guy's got so much... Skin. Excess skin, though, but yeah, yeah, good for him, though, man. He looks like, yeah, I mean, he looks like a former, you know, linebacker. He looks like Bill Romanowski or something, man. Uh, right. Let's pull that one out out of nowhere. But yeah, good for him, though, man. Probably drank some vitamin energy. Uh, Captain D underscore sixty three. Good afternoon, Corey Naz. I hope both of you are doing well. My question: I read on the site about it costing one hundred thousand. I think he left off some zeros. One hundred million to possibly move to another conference. It was also saying this taking place in about six years. This, uh, so I think this is the Thamel, Pete Thamel from ESPN. He was quoting people and said, like, will it happen in six months? No, but it will look different in six years, which is the most, like, no-duh statement. Yeah. And that was, like, his big, you know, ta-da. Um, but anyhow, I'm asking you to, if it will cost that kind of money in six years or so, why not work some kind of deal now with the Big Ten of the SEC to come sooner so we don't get left in the dust financially when they sign their new contracts and leave all the conferences behind, or is it still too early? Yeah, I mean, it's just the money, right? Like That's you can't, you can, uh, if they could go to the Big SEC right now without any more financial penalty, they would. But you know, six years from now, will be a hundred million dollars less. You you'll owe them what probably yeah probably a hundred million dollars less than you would owe them right now uh, maybe more than that maybe it's 130 million dollars less so that's where the waiting six every year you wait is another i don't know what 30 million that you owe off the books give or take right like i know last year the big number was 360 so i assume this year it'll be 320 next year it'll be the year after that it'll be 280 that you owe because every year you get closer to 2036 the amount of money you would owe to bounce, to bounce uh, lessens, but it's still an, enor- an enormous number. Um, so in six years, that number will be obviously less than it is now. If they could find out a way, if they could find a way to do that, sure, we've talked about it, but um, it would have to be, I just don't, I, Florida State can't come up with that money. It has to be Apple TV, YouTube TV, ESPN, the SEC, so all one or all of those entities combining together to pay the exit fee for Florida State, or at least to pay 70% of it, 
or 50%. You know what I mean? Like it, they've got to be made happy. Be like one of these owners that builds these stadiums in a city and be like, hey, I'll pay for half and you pay for half. You, the, the taxes pay for half. I'll pay for the other half. But I'll keep 100% of the profits because that's just how business works, baby. That's capitalism. But thanks for the half that you paid for. Anyway, like you, I feel like you. I, that's what that's the kind of deal that would have to be made is some entity that really wants Florida State and wants them now or very close to now has to buck up and pay some money because obviously Florida State doesn't have over three hundred million dollars uh, to spend, yeah. and they haven't been invited to one of these conferences yet. That's true. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma went half season on a hundred. So I don't even know if we could go half seas with like Clemson. Like, would you folks want to go half seas with Clemson or, or Miami? I yeah. mean, you yeah, should, if it gets you, you into if it gets you into yes. a better spot, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, gets you in a better spot financially would be going to mybookie.ag, picking a winner, and then using the promo code WarChant to get your cash deposit bonus so you can maximize your payouts. The NFL season has come to now, but the opportunities to win don't stop. Whether you bet to earn or to make the games more exciting, my bookie gives you the most for your money with that redesigned promo bonus. Go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code WARCHANT for your bonus. I think this weekend is finally, it's going to be upon us, right? The the much-anticipated Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury boxing match. Uh, Jake Paul of YouTube fame, which, I don't know, man, maybe a couple more knockouts and he won't be known as the YouTube guy. I'll just be like the boxer. And then Tommy Fury, the brother of Tyson Fury, heavyweight boxing champion Tommy Fury is the, the betting underdog Corey plus 135 um, can somebody beat Jake Paul already your your brother is a heavyweight champion that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the heavyweight champion Brock Purdy Chubba Purdy but like I don't know the family name's on the line here Tommy figure it out man it's crazy maybe Jake Paul's the best boxer that's ever lived and he just did YouTube as a hobby and we're gonna find out he's like the real he's like the next Joe Lewis oh man who you think is going to win, everybody? Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WordChant. Make the fight night a little bit more interesting. Mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. All right, maybe one or two more here, Corey, and then we'll be back tomorrow, finish up the week. And if there's anything else to talk about, we'll mention it. Oh, by the way, which uh, shout-out Willie Taggart, NFL uh, running backs coach for the Baltimore Ravens. I didn't see that coming. Good for him. Good for him. Still on the books, though, everybody. January 2024, last check going his it's way. Close, it's yeah. close. Though. Maybe once they cut that check, they'll have the money to to buy out that grant of rights and get to a, <laughs> get to another conference. Oh, we should have done, done like a Bobby Bonilla Day thing for Taggart. Like every month when he the check cleared or whatever, just been like Florida State has 13 more of these payments to dole out or something. But hey, before I uh, before I forget, because I've already forgotten once this week at the baseball game on Friday, the opener, there was a kid. I'm going to say he was 13, 12, somewhere in that neighborhood. They banged on the glass at the press box oh, to yeah. say, hey. You no, know, he was older than that, man. I mean, he could. He wasn't much old. Maybe 14? No, I thought he was like in his 20s, like a college-age kid for oh, sure. Oh, no, no, no. He Because he was wearing like a Little League uniform because he got in. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. This is I, maybe, a different one. This is a different one. Than okay. Maybe that was, this is the second guy that came up. Maybe there was one that did it when you were there by yourself, but when I was there with you towards the end of the game, it was a dude like in his 20s for sure. They bang on. He's like, I love you guys. Oh, no. He came up. He wrote on his phone. Because he, you know, I was inside. Yeah, this he wrote on his that. phone. Carry on, sorry. Yeah, so he wrote on his phone. I listened to you on War Chant. Um, I don't even think he said I'm a big fan. I think he just said I listened to you on War Chant. But anyway, it was very nice. I waved and and you know mouth thanks. And then he came back on his phone and said, "Can you say my name 
on your on your show and his name is Wyatt Jesse. So Wyatt Jesse, because I nodded, I said yes, I would. So Wyatt Jesse, I'm saying hello. Um, I'm saying your name. I hope this gets you everything you wanted out of it. But seriously, thank you, thank you for uh, for coming up and uh, well, not saying hello, but texting hello, which is the first time that's ever happened to me. So that was cool. A minute forty nine of the podcast. Five days later, uh, but we did it. We did it. <laughs> did I'm sure he's been listening with bated breath for the last five days. I know he's going to do it. I know he's going to do it, guys. He wouldn't lie to me. I'll try to remind you before Friday's show, Corey, at the beginning of it. So you can be like, hey, by the way, if you're out there still and you don't hate me now. <laughs> That's right. So I'll try to get to you there. Um, all right, let's stop with that yeah, because I, I did mention this in, in the open, so I need to mention it. Um, Thomas Ordner, which, by the way, we got a, a first-time poster. We'll get to you on Friday. Thanks for being here, Sun-Dried Menace 13. He Posted on the boards, want to know how to get involved. He doesn't even ask us a question. He just has got like a, a, a three graph soliloquy about life. So, oh, all right, we'll read that tomorrow. That's a that's a tease. That's a Mike Greenberg esque tease on ESPN. All right, last one, Thomas Ortner. With all this talk of possible rule changes, what do you gentlemen think? What are your opinions? I personally don't like any of it. Now, I, I sent to this to you, Corey, because I think I actually saw Thomas Ortner post it on the Tribal Council. I sent it to you and uh, Ira in our group chat. Um, Four proposals about getting these football games to mercifully end quicker. Uh, the first one would be no back-to-back timeouts, no consecutive timeouts, which I'm opposed to. I, I think you should be able to use three in a row if you want to ice a kicker. Because uh, how is it icing a kicker if you only use one? Like The whole thing is like, if you got two maybe, like he doesn't know. Are you going to use the second one? Anyhow. Uh, number two would be no untimed down at the end of the first or in the third quarter which I don't know, does that happen like what, maybe three times every Saturday? Right. One of them's like in, you know, Texas State's game, so I don't care. But number three and four, I'm all for. Number three would be the clock runs after first downs except inside of two minutes and a half. So second quarter, fourth quarter, when you get a first down, the clock will continue to run until you're under two minutes to go in the second and fourth quarter. I like that. I like that. And then the last rule would be the clock runs on incompletions once the ball is spotted, just so we're all on the same page here. Um, Tom says uh, stoppage rules are silly. It would diminish the chances of seeing great comebacks that we've been privileged to see throughout our lives. Would we have come back to beat Florida? Uh, would we have won the national title in 2013? The timeout rule is just stupid and punishes the coach for being efficient with timeout usage and clock management. I'm with you on that one, Tom. I think they should be able to do back-to-back-to-back to back to back if they want. Um yeah, so what do you think, Corey? If it's really about players' health and well-being, move your roster limits from 85 to 92 or give players five years to play five years. More football good, less football bad. Yeah, um, yeah, all those are very good, thoughtful points. I would say the, the timeout thing, again, though, how many times – if they're talking about speeding up a game, how, how many times, Aslan, have you been at a Florida State game in the last five years – where the double and triple timeouts to ice a kicker has right. been used. Yeah, correct. It yeah. happens once a month, maybe at the end of the first half, maybe, and it just doesn't. That that the 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 TV touchdown TV timeout kickoff return it to the twenty six TV timeout. That's what kills the games. Um, that's what that's what makes these things go four hours. It has nothing to do with the pace of play, like. You know, I know there are, there are more plays being run, but, you know, back in my day, there were there, literally there would be games that lasted two and a half hours and they would have run. They would run seven. They run 75 plays. Well, now they're running 86. You're telling me those 11 plays 
are the difference in an hour and 20 minutes time for it? No, it's the incredible amount of TV timeouts. I wish they could figure out a way to do it like soccer where you, you can still get your ad. We all know what pays the bills. You've got to get your revenue. So you've got to get your ads in. But golf does it now where you can still see a guy tee off as they're say, doing a commercial. Oh, yeah, double box it, double box it. Something like off. that. Yeah, now, yeah. I know that's not ideal, folks. I know you're not going to want to be like, well, I can't see the full screen. Number one, get to the game. Come to the game. It's a beautiful day. Right. But also, like it, to me, that's better than the these just incessant TV timeouts it, over and over and over again. It's just you have four in the first quarter. It's just too much. But the other, but as far as the the practicality of it, the one I think they could adopt, I guess, just to see how it is, is the NFL rule of the first the the clock not stopping on a first down. But you know, it used to be. I mean, you know, you're really talking about if there's a 10-play drive and you get three first downs all on the ground, you're probably talking about the – because they do start the clock again after a first down, the game clock. They just start it with like 31 on the play clock. It takes them a while to spot the ball. So as they spot the ball, the clock stops. But then they start it up again. Yeah, once the so, chains are set and everything. Yeah, so you're talking about probably seven seconds per first down. So you're talking probably about the difference between, I don't know, you know, it, 30 seconds to zero seconds. Uh, it's, I don't know that that would be, um, that would be that much of a game changer either, but it is what the NFL does. Well, I think so. with that, but that coupled with running the clock on an incompletion, because to your point about whatever, 75 plays back in our day, now it's 85. I'll tell you what, man, nine out of those 10 plays are throwing, throwing downs or, or throwing plays and the ball and the clock is stopping because it's either a first down or it's an incompletion. Uh, I'm with it on that, and and listen, I get it, man. More football, better. Less football, bad. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of saying this selfishly, I guess, because I, you know, I have to cover this stuff. I'm not getting drunk and hanging out with all my friends like you all get to do. Uh, but man, that these games just drag on too long. So I'm in favor. Of anything if if you can shave off ten minutes of a game. To your point, though, Corey, probably the easier way to do that is to integrate commercials, commercial breaks into change of possessions a little bit more seamlessly. Um, I'm all for trying it, man. Uh, I think even 10, 15 minutes less of a football game, I think, would be great for all of us. Because, listen, the reason we love football so much, everybody, is because we only get it for like four months, and then it's away all the time. So, I, I, Yeah, I, I hear you. I don't, I don't disagree, but like, I, I like that college football has slightly different rules than the NFL. Um, I do like you're, yeah, you know, like when in you, NFL, when you, you don't have to be tackled. You can just fall down and you're automatically down. Yeah. That's right. A great. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you have to have one foot in instead of two. There are yeah, some distinctions yeah. in, in the NFL. You can only call one timeout after for a kick to ice a kicker. You can't call two in a row in the NFL. Um, so I guess they would want to adopt that. I just don't. And, and so, you know, if you want to stop the clock to move the chains, that doesn't, it's never made a ton of sense um, to me. Like, are they just in much better shape in the NFL? Those chain gang guys like uh, in the college, like, well, Jerry, stop the clock. We don't know if Jerry can run 10 yards to plant the chain down. All right, he's here. He's huffing and puffing, but he got it down. Start the clock again so we can get on with the game. I've never quite understood why the college had a different rule there. I just don't like the incompletion thing. And, and I, I'm old school. I get it. But like you're now you're inherently changing the rules of the sport. Like an incompletion has always stopped the clock. And if you're trying to mount a comeback or not have somebody come back against you. The the risk of an incomplete pass is a big deal in strategy. Well, if it doesn't really change anything, and I'm not even talking about in the final two minutes because you pointed out, well, maybe they'd have that rule where an incompletion only stops the clock in the final two minutes. Well, what if you're down by 10 and there's 220, or you're up by 10 or seven, 
with two two nineteen to go. Well, you might throw a pass there because the clock's going to run anyway. But you wouldn't if you were going to have to make one of the, the other team burn a timeout. So I, I just don't like a rule that would fundamentally change the sport. But all those other three, I think I think you could they, they wouldn't be that drastic. I think the starting the cl- starting the game clock after an incompletion w- is just a little too drastic for me. It's like that dumb year where they started the game clock after a kickoff. Mm. Before before first down, they started the game clock. Yeah. They did that for a year because they're idiots. Um, that was 06, I think. It was the year they lost at NC State on a Thursday night, which, I mean, which year? Pick a year, gang. <laughs> but it was one of those years. I think it was 06. Oh, man. All right, uh, that's a wrap for us then for today. We'll be back with a Friday show with the remaining questions. I think I might, I'm, I'll let it breathe for a little bit. Maybe if you're listening to this, it's still open and you can post in there but uh, Coronel will be back in the meantime though check out the Jeff Cameron show again he talked to Adam Fuller uh, that full interview is up on our YouTube page uh, there's also a write up from Tom Lang kind of summarizing everything for our subscribers because there's benefits to being a subscriber to warchant.com like mm. saving you time everybody saving you time you have to sit through the entire interview you go right to Tom's notes get all the nuggets that you need out of it uh, we'll be back again tomorrow thank you thumbs up on the way out maybe rate and review subscribe that'd be cool he's Corey. i'm aslan thank you for listening to wake up board champ presented by the corner pocket bar and grill